It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're fixing to have us a good day. This is Locked On Auburn Podcast, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm back in studio, a very clean-smelling studio. Zach Blackerby, Michael Pappas, thanks for holding down the floor for me, boss. I appreciate it. Anytime. Anytime. Sweet. Even super early in the morning. Yeah, I didn't I even really hold down the fort for you. I mean, you were still on the show. Like, Well, you were you were driving. I had to click like three or more buttons than I normally do. Well, I, I, I appreciate you clicking those buttons for me. You did a great job. You did a great job. Fun show lined up today. First, we're going to chat a little recruiting stuff, and then we'll uh, talk a little quarterback action. Then we're going to wrap up the show with a conversation with Brendan Marks of The Athletic. He went out and bought NCAA 10 and simmed and spent four full work days editing and customizing all the rosters to be current, and he simulated the NCAA tournament. So we'll, we'll chat with him about that. It looks like it's going to be a, it looks like it was a lot of fun, a lot of work. So cool article in The Athletic there. So we'll chat with him about that. The article didn't have a whole lot of Auburn in there, so I wanted to get his thoughts on how he scored some of these guys, and so I think that'd be a, that'd be a lot of fun. Hey, today's show is brought to you by Fetch Me Home Delivery. Use promo code FetchMe20 for your first delivery free. A lot of local restaurants using mm-hmm. third-party delivery systems, and Fetch Me's the best at it. They are truly local. There's this emphasis right now on local, and if you truly care about uh, local businesses, don't use Uber Eats or Grubhub or anything like that. If you're in the Auburn Opelika area, give love to uh, the truly local delivery service, and that is Fetch Me. Use promo code FetchMe20 for your first delivery free. And of course, you can use FetchMeDelivery.com for free or the free Fetch Me app in your phone's app store. Let's talk a little Cruton to start things off. Auburn Undercover put out an article about uh, the top 2022 quarterback. Uh, He's the number two overall recruit in the country. And... Auburn is on his radar simply because there's a quote in there that says, quote, uh, when he's asked about Chad Morris, he says, Mm -hmm. I love Chad Morris. I love Chad Morris. And I don't really necessarily want to talk about Auburn recruiting a 2022 quarterback that's highly rated. Obviously, that is very good. That's very exciting. But, Michael, what are your thoughts on Chad Morris's role in recruiting right now? Because I sent you that article. I'm like, hey, this is cool. Texas guy. But... You, you responded with, I think the biggest thing is going to be keeping Chad Morris as Auburn's offensive coordinator until 2022, and I agree with you. Yeah, we, we've seen it before with Chad Morris uh, as an offensive coordinator. He was at uh, Clemson, obviously, and gets hired by SMU and does such a good job there that he gets the Arkansas job. Um, things didn't necessarily pan out at Arkansas, but we've seen, you know, we've seen quite a few coaches not have things pan out at Arkansas, so... That doesn't mean that Chad Morris is incapable of being a good head coach, and it would not shock me if he gets another opportunity to do that, especially if in his first season at Auburn um, we see market improvement from mm-hmm. Bo Nix and from the offense. And if that happens again next season, then you know, you're looking at back-to-back maybe best offense in the SEC or second best, whatever it is. And it would not surprise me at all if – um, Chad Morris got offered a head coaching job. Yeah, and if I had to bet, he would be. And if he doesn't do a super great job, how long does Auburn hold on to him for? Does Malzahn get the mm-hmm. play-calling reins back? 
Is that awkward at all? Like, probably. But I'm with you. I think Chad Morris is going to be very successful. I think he's got a lot of tools in the tool shed to work with in Auburn's offense. And a quarterback that is only going to go up, we'll talk more about Bo Nix in a moment. But I'm just curious to see, you know, it's good to have a guy that's going to be there for the short term that I think Auburn's kind of kind of got lucky as far as having it all. It's interesting to see those kind of guys go out and recruit for you. Mm-hmm. Muschamp was kind of in the same realm on the defensive side of the football. And the guys that he brought in, Carlton Davis was kind of the first of you know his guys, and they stayed around, and they were able to be kind of the first wave of the defensive culture shift on that side of the football. And he was only at Auburn for a year. And so his recruiting was able to make a big difference. Maybe Chad Morris can too. Absolutely. And it, it is very important for him to be out there recruiting, obviously. And um, uh, the last day or two I've seen quite a few recruits like last night a bunch of recruits were tweeting out that they got offers from Auburn so they can't uh, the coaches can't go on official visits or uh, they can't travel to recruit but you know they're on their phones they're on their computer I mean they're they're doing stuff it's obviously really important for Chad Morris to be recruiting and the concern for me about him not being around you know, after two more football seasons, because this conversation starts with a recruit who doesn't graduate high school until after two more football seasons. Yeah. Um, it is because I think he's going to be very successful and someone's going to offer him a head coaching position again. Um, similar to what happened with uh, Will Muschamp. And I, I'm, if I was one of these recruits, that'd be one of the first questions I'd ask him. Sure. Is, you know, if I come to play, I want to come play for you. How can how do I know you're going to be there for me to play for? And I think it's a valid question for recruits and one they should, you know, they should ask. And if I'm Chad Morris, I'm saying I don't want you to commit to me. I want you to commit because you love Auburn. Yeah, and you could say that over and over and over again. But so many of these kids, they commit to a coach and not a school, mm-hmm. and that's that's not what you want. The school's not going anywhere. Coaches leave. All the time. Uh, we're we're chat- really fast. Sure. I'm sorry. Um, we we saw Dillingham. I think he was only a main recruiter for like one or two guys in this class. Um, so I, I think we can see something rather similar with Chad Morris where he's not going to be kind of the number one, maybe not even the number two recruiter on most of these guys, um, I guess, outside of Brendan Frazier. Sure. Uh, coming up, I want to pose a question to you, Michael, and I'll answer it myself that was asked on social media this morning by a, a friend of the program and a big-name college football writer. All that coming up right here on Locked On Auburn. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one-selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Before we jump into that topic and that question, I want to urge folks, if you have not voted in our greatest Mm -hmm. in the history of Auburn Athletics bracket, please do so. We are racking up votes. We are wrapping up responses. We will have a link to that form in the episode description, we will continue promoting that via social media. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, I look through some of the responses. I think most of the matchups are already 
decided, but there's about four or five that are really, really close. And I think it's right now, as of I, I checked this morning, a few of those are upsets. So if, if, you, uh, if you like some of those guys or, or gals, uh, be sure to go vote. Make sure they kind of advance on to the second round in our bracket. Now, every matchup is neck and neck. We need every oh, every yeah. vote counts. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the Charles Barkley-Tay Waller matchup is very close. It's very close. My mother voted for Tay Waller. I actually heard that that was a blowout. Yeah. Tay Waller's winning, so everyone better go get your <laughs> votes in for Charles Barkley. Right, right. All right, Barrett Sali of, of CBS, he posed the question, which quarterback would you rather have going into 2020? Bo Nix or Kellen Mond? And to me, this isn't a question. Bo Nix, the, the, the former SEC Offensive Freshman of the Year, I think you have to pick Bo Nix going into 2020. Wouldn't you agree? Well, Zach, I'm glad you asked. Okay. Uh, to me, this is a question. Wow. But only because it ends with a question mark. <laughs> oh! Grammar jokes, baby. That's awesome. From the engineer. That's fantastic. Um, no, I completely agree with you. Uh, you. For me, it's not even because Bo Nix is younger or... Um, you know, better. It, it's because <laughs> I think it is because he's better. Actually, <laughs> you you just know what Kellen Mond is at this point, right? I mean, ever since Jimbo showed up, which was what Mond's sophomore year, mm-hmm. um, you've been expecting Mond to take this big step forward and be a big time SEC quarterback. You know, last year at SEC Media Days, he said he was the best quarterback in the conference. Blah blah. He's just not like. We have just seen it now. This is going to be the fourth year in a row we're going to see Kellen Mond be mediocre. And he's going to make some throws that you're like, wow, how the heck did he get that in there? Mm-hmm. And then he's going to do some stuff where you're like, what? And I think as far as situation goes, I really like Chad Morris coming in to help out Bo Nix. Mm-hmm. I don't think Kellen Mond is being put in a situation to succeed. That is clearly not his style of offense that he wants to be in, but... That is what Jimbo Fisher wants to run, that pro style under center stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's what he's going to do. But you just look at Kellen Mott. He was recruited to play in that Sumlin-style offense, that shotgun, a lot of times single back, run around, make something happen, or throw it up to one of your guys. And that's not what they're running now. And obviously this is more drastic of a case, but it's similar to when Auburn recru- recruited uh, Kyle Frazier, and he was the guy. And then they ran that weird pro-style offense with Scott Leffler for that one year, that dreaded year in 2012. That's the worst-case scenario. I don't think a and is going to be that bad, but it's a similar situation as far as you recruited all these guys for the longest time to be in a spread offense, and now you're not running that anymore. Um, Which I think is a little reason why Jimbo's leash is... Uh, a, a little longer than most. Um, that and you know the ten years, right? You are uh, yeah. It's, it's at least going to be a ten year relationship. So, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, but I think this is an odd question to ask. I think um, there's no other option. That, right. I mean, you. I guess you have to ask it because. What else are you going to say? A back? Some. I mean, there's they're the only two returning starting quarterbacks in the SEC. Right. Yeah. You're right. Uh, well, I just like the situation at other schools at quarterback better than I like the system at A&M because I'd rather have upside than, okay, I know yeah, what this it, is. I agree. I, I completely agree. I like agree. the upside at Alabama. I like the upside at Georgia. Um, I'd probably stop there, and then I'd probably go with Kellen Mond. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. 
for for like a month, I've been saying that Kellen Mond and uh, Bo Nix are the only two starting quarterbacks. They're com- Ryan Holinsky started at South Carolina. Mm-hmm. He's coming back. He's not awful. He's decent. I, I don't know fine. if I'd take him over. Um, I, I'd probably take him over Kellen Mond right now. Again, because you know of what upside. Yeah, you know what Kellen Mond is, and you saw some flashes last year from Ryan Holinsky that he could be incredible. Okay. Um, he can twirl it pretty well. He played well. in the Georgia game, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. It's good for him. Yeah. Kellen Mond's not doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, Kellen Mond's not putting up... Didn't they score 35 points against Alabama or something? I think so, yeah. That was a crazy game. Mm-hmm. Early, anyway. All right, cool. When we come back, we will be joined by Brendan Marks of The Athletic right here on Locked on Auburn. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. We are now joined by Brendan Marks with The Athletic. Brendan, how are you, man? I'm doing well, guys. It's good just to hear another human voice right about now, you know? (laughs) Social distancing. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So your job has become increasingly more difficult over the last few weeks, but it sounds like you made the most of it. I I read one of your your articles that got put up yesterday, and a pretty cool story, and I really wanted you to get the chance to, to tell it to the, the audience here at Locked On Auburn. So if you would, kind of take us yeah. through what that looked like. Absolutely. Well, uh, so basically, you know, when we found out that there wasn't going to be a Mars Madness this year, I was understandably upset, as were all of my colleagues at The Athletic on the college basketball side, and sure. obviously college basketball fans nationwide. Mm-hmm. Um and we were just so curious about how the matchups would have played out. And I shot a message over to my editor on Slack saying, you know, how would you feel if we tried to simulate this whole thing? And he was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, but I sort of explained it to him. And, and I have a, a PlayStation 3 that I basically use the DVD player now. And <laughs> I have in the past updated those rosters um, on NCAA 14, the last college football game ever made with current rosters just to play for the sake of having it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we figured we'd try the same thing with basketball. So we ordered the game, and I went ahead and basically bunkered down in my apartment for four days, manually inputting all the rosters, and uh, we wanted to simulate this thing as best we could. All right, so how, how did you determine the stats? Do you happen to have in front of you the, the stats and the overall ratings for the Auburn guys? Yeah, I do. So I had to. I, I realized that there was no way I was going to reasonably know. Like I watch a lot of college basketball for a living. Right. There was no way even I would know. You know, the fifth leading scorer on you know Illinois' team, what their defensive stats look like. I mean, sure. it's just impossible for somebody to know that much. So I, I came up with like little benchmarks of how I would rate guys. Um, I did go in and I put in all of their updated stats in terms of height and weight. Um, positions, all of that. So, yeah, I have the Auburn guys pulled up right now. So um, the, the two best players are Isaac Okora and Wiley. Sure. Um, both, of them are, both of them are 80s in the game. 
uh, I think for somewhat different reasons, there's like a little bit of a bias towards big men in the game. Okay. Um, so, so you would see some big men with higher ratings than you would guards necessarily just because the physical side of it really counts for a lot, which also helps Okoro. Right. Um, and then Samir Dowdy would be next right behind them. He was a 79. So for reference, uh, the best player in the whole simulation I had three people who were 85s, okay. so it's not like these guys are 80s and everyone else is like 99. And like 85 was as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. Um, so most teams would have at least one 80 player if they were a halfway decent team. So for Auburn to have two, I mean, I think speaks to the type of run that they potentially could have made. Yeah, absolutely. And so you had Auburn as a five seed. You used the the latest. Uh, uh, for you guys have a bracketologist, right, at the athletics. So I think you went Correct, off of that, right? Right. So, right, exactly. So I went off of that bracket, um, and he had Auburn as a five seed. Correct. All right. So he had Auburn taking on Yale. So how did that go? How did that shape out? Break that one down for us. Right. So uh, it was one of the more interesting ones that I simulated because the first time that I went through and I, I did the simulations was actually before I had sorted out the depth charts. I didn't realize I had to do that manually. <laughs> um, and it was, it was because Okoro, I had sort of transformed from a different player, uh, in the game. So he wasn't even active for the game. So oh, okay. Auburn ended up losing, Auburn ended up losing by like 20 points. And I was like, wait, this doesn't make any sense. Um, and I went back and I saw that he didn't have a single stat and I was like, okay, let's correct this. So then sure. when I ran the simulation again, a second time, uh, it was much closer. Auburn won by eight points, um, but, yeah, still a really good game. I think Yale is like a, a scrappy team that not a lot of people know a lot about. Yeah. Um, I saw them firsthand when they came and played at North Carolina this year, and they came within a three-pointer that rimmed out at the buzzer of beating UNC. Not that that was any great accomplishment this season. Um, <laughs> sure. But, but so Yale was definitely an interesting team. But, yeah, Auburn, Auburn, once I got the depth charts updated, they took care of it. How important was it for you that the players looked realistic? Because I saw in the article you had a a, a picture of Nico Mannion uh, from Arizona. Because, I mean, all the work you put into it, it's kind of like, you know, on one hand, I can see how you could – want all the players to look as good as possible but also like i've tried to make i've tried to change these characters faces before and um i would probably get angry and give up immediately so yeah uh the the graphics on a decade-old video game are about what you would expect we've come a long Um, way (laughs) yeah they are certainly not anything that would be like even borderline acceptable today um so you know, changing faces isn't so much an option. You, you basically can pick a skin tone and you can pick a hairstyle and that's it. Uh, mm-hmm. So trying to get the guys to look realistic was not something that uh, I could put too much control into. Um, you know, like, for example, I, I actually remember I spent a good amount of time trying to get a Coro's haircut down and <laughs> very much failed. He ends up just looking like he has a small afro. Sure, so, sure. Uh, <laughs> The, op- the options are what they are. You make the best of it. But, no, you you can only do so much when it's a decade-old video game. That's awesome. So, yeah, uh, let's don't give away who wins or who makes the Final Four or anything. I want people to go over to The Athletic to subscribe. Do you guys have any kind of offers going on right now? We do right now, actually. So, we you know, we understand this is sort of a weird time for a lot of people. So, we're offering a 90-day free trial to anybody who would like to come and test us out. 
Um, you know, we're still putting out lots of content every day. We've got some cool blitzes where we'll do like site-wide blitzes. We've got some coming out next week. I'm actually finishing up a story for one of those right now. So, um, you know, we've got, if you're, if you're a fan of Auburn, if you're a fan of the NFL, there's lots of free agency news going on, but, but please come and give us a 90 day trial. Consider subscribing. Um, hopefully people have a lot of reading they can catch up on while they're quarantined in their house. Brendan, do you, uh, are you good telling us how far Auburn went in your, uh, simulation? Yeah, let me pull it up really quickly. Sure. They definitely won the first game, and, and I originally had thought about posting a round-by-round update right. on uh, you know posting the brackets continually. Unfortunately, Auburn only beat Yale, and then they lose in the second game they play to Wisconsin. Ah. Uh, yeah, so I, I think that's an interesting one because Wisconsin was one of those rosters that had guys leaving midway through the year, like Kobe King I had to delete as a player overall. Mm-hmm. Um but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the way the simulations were, so many of the games turned out to be close. It was just like real March Madness. Where, sure. Uh, you know, one tip basket here or there, you know, maybe Wiley gets his hands on something and, and changes things. But, unfortunately, only one win for Auburn. But, uh, you know, I know people here locally in, in Durham and Chapel Hill still have a lot of vitriol from what Auburn did to Chapel Hill uh, in last year's tournament. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, the folks here locally really had a – they got a lot of happiness out of it, so. Right, I'm sure. <laughs> and in Auburn's defense this season, when the season was canceled, Wisconsin had won the Big Ten and, like, what was it, nine games in a row? Yeah, they shared a, uh, shared a portion of the Big Ten regular season title. Wisconsin's a good team. There's no shame losing to them. They were a four seed in our bracket, so – um, you know, it was like a classic four-five rubber match. Yeah, and Auburn was supposed to play them earlier in the year, but in the the non-conference tournament they played in, oh, Auburn yeah. won and Wisconsin lost. They kind of turned it on late in the year. So, hey, Brendan. Uh, yes. Yeah, Brendan. Thank you so much for your time this morning, man. For uh, for sharing that fun story, and yeah, highly encourage folks to go subscribe to the folks at the Athletic. Thank you so much, boss. Of course. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Thank you so much to Brendan. Good stuff from him. And uh, Michael, where can people find you and hear you, man? Uh, I would really, really appreciate it if you guys would uh, go vote. And also, please follow me on Twitter. Um, At Couch Potato. Yeah, that's okay. it. I wasn't even going to say it. I was going to say follow me on Twitter. Also, follow Locked On Auburn. Join the Locked On Auburn community page on uh, Facebook. I yep. recently joined. The search Locked On Auburn Chatter. It's the place to be. Um, really the, appreciate that. The header graphic is pretty stinking cool if i do say so you like myself. it yeah. you like it sweet i had to resize it like six different times so i'm glad that you like it follow me on twitter at z blackerby follow the show on twitter at locked on auburn this has been another edition of the locked on auburn podcast it's the locked on podcast network your team every day NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.